As long as your heart's in the right place, we don't care what you put in your mouth. It's harmless phosphorescence. This is the whitest pimp ever through Smiley. Who's joining me this week? I'm Josh Cece, and I'm a granite slammer. I'm Brian Lesh, and a bazooka is not an accident. Turn around, and I'll unzip you. I'm Alaric Weber. <laughs> and this is <laughs> elegant. Harm- yes. Uh, it's like I'm Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman. Uh, this is Harmless Phosphorescence. It's the podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero movie ever made. We gather some research into the production and the source material, then we tell you all about it. This show is brought to you by our patrons, patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. If you want to be a patron too, just go to patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. We got lots of bonus content there. Uh, we got a Star Wars mini series going on, holiday shows, um, and we've got our monthly movie. Every month we do a non superhero related movie. This month for September, fresh in, we got a new winner. You boys want to know what our September monthly movie is? Lay it on us. Yeah. So uh, coming in, it was four to choose from. Coming in at number four, we had uh, Psycho Beach Party. Number three was Space Cowboys. Mm. Number two, and this is one I really thought it was going to run away with it. I personally voted for the second runner-up twice. (laughs) (laughs) Battlefield Earth, which means Gone in 60 Seconds. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I, this is the first month I'm actually sad about my movie getting picked because I seriously <laughs> wanted Battlefield Earth. Yeah, same. Yeah, um, I'm kind of sad about that. But how, how many votes did it? Um, I didn't win. It, by. it was it was a fair amount. Gone in sixty okay. seconds had like ten percent more, so I haven't done the full tally. But that's enough that it doesn't require like a hand a hand recount. Ooh. <laughs> well, we sh- we should really endeavor to get more Scientology listeners. <laughs> That's true. How how are we going to reel them in? Yeah, without John Travolta and dreadlocks. Right. <laughs> the dreadlocks are what really sell it. Um. So yeah, we'll be doing Gone in sixty seconds, which is a fun movie. I mean, there's a reason I nominated it, but it's still no Battlefielder. Yeah. Um. I'm disappointed in you, Internet. Uh. <laughs> but this week, you you don't blame yourself at all. <laughs> Al nominated Battlefield Earth. Otherwise, I would have. <laughs> okay. But um, this week on uh, Harmless Phosphorescence, we are watching Kick-Ass 2. Ready to go again? What do you want me to do? Hit me. You're a 15-year-old girl. <clears throat> what the hell? Act like a bitch, get slapped like a bitch. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, take your tampon out, Dave. They may wear costumes, but it isn't Halloween. They're real-life superheroes. Me and Hit Girl were training every day. There were more and more people joining us every night. Colonel Stars and Stripes reporting for duty. And try to have fun. Otherwise, what's the point? A world full of superheroes, huh? Where do they get a load of me? 
I'm gonna make a kick-ass pay for what he did to my dad. <laughs> Building an evil army. Who is this guy? He's claiming to be the world's first real supervillain. We're putting an end to this costume freak. If they're wearing a mask, they're getting detained. Promise me that you will never dress up in that outfit again. Kickass isn't a costume. It's who you really are. My daddy made me promise I'd never stop defending this city. I'm prepared for anything. We gotta make this right. The anticipation's killing me. What's the party? There's no room for punks and suits. Just real heroes. Who can really kick ass. Game on! We're the good guys. We're the dead guys. Schwanz, Vida. Ow! Jesus! <laughs> yeah, there's a dog on your balls. <laughs> Kick ass two. Um, <laughs> it was still kicking. Yeah, <laughs> back in the new batch. Uh, it was released August sixteenth. Uh, 2013 as a running time of 103 minutes. It cost $28 million and it took in 60.8 million at the box office. So it, um, you know, it made its money though. It wasn't super over the top successful. Um, I think that was mostly off, you know, the first week or so before word of mouth got around because word of mouth got around about this one. Um, it was, uh, Let's just say it was not as good as the first movie. Um, No, it wasn't. Yeah, to put it politely. But um, it's time, as always, at this point in the show, where we play the box office top 10 game. You fellas ready to uh, win valuable prizes? (laughs) (laughs) Promotional consideration provided by Broy Hill. Yeah, promotional consideration provided by Al <laughs> and Josh oh, and Brian, because you guys are going to have to give yourself your own prizes if you want any. <laughs> you know, treat yourself. I'm, I'm always giving myself my own prize. <laughs> Every day. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Um, Nine to five. This is a kid's show, man. Come on. <laughs> it's, it, 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 All right. I thought it was just on the intellectual level. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll watch my language. <laughs> oh, this is the wrong episode to start doing that, Josh. <laughs> You're right. Uh, so this yeah. is the box office. 104 top. episodes too late. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've been cursing a while. Yeah. 104 episodes is insane. Um, anyway, so this is the game where we uh, I will count down the top 10 movies of the week of August 16th, 2013. I will use only the box office mojo description, leaving out whatever necessary uh, uh, proper nouns I need to. And the boys will try to guess what movie I'm describing. You ready to jump into this thing, guys? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, here we go. This is the box office top 10. Uh, Coming in at number 10 for the week. A man meets an old friend in Japan. And then... The Wolverine. <laughs> yes. Wolverine. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, still in the top 10 uh, a few weeks later. Uh, number, uh, this one again. Okay. There's not a ton from the previous weeks, though. So um, a group of friends team up to rescue a girl who's been abducted since she knows a secret spell that can turn an evil sorcerer into real creatures. Wow. This was also um, on last week's list. It was. Uh, oh, Enchanted? No. <laughs> no. Wasn't that <laughs> um, And it was... Oh, oh, the Smurfs 2. Yes, the Smurfs 2. Oh. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. That was on last week's. Um, coming in at number eight. Um, oh, by the way, Al, you get um, a Smurfin' Smurf <laughs> of points. <laughs> Uh, the, old, <laughs> the old Smurf and Turf. Yes. I don't get three Apple points. Okay, three Apple. Uh, did you guys see the... Um, uh, it was from like around 10 years ago or so, the uh, um, the SNL sketch with, where they, it was like Smurfs, now a major motion picture, but it was a gritty drama. It was like, yeah. Smurf you, you mother Smurfer. <laughs> <laughs> When you think about it, three apples tall is <laughs> uncomfortably tall. No. When it's... it starts to enter that, like, I'm threatened. No, no. It's big enough that I'm like, wow, that's a creature. <laughs> it's not, yeah. it's not like, like I think of action figure size, but no, no. They're like, that's like this. That's like, like they can. For take, our radio yeah. listeners, it's about three apples tall. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> they can, can do it at home. They can take on a cat. <laughs> like. That's that's yeah. too much. Yeah. Uh, if they didn't have little hats on, you'd think they were little demon trolls. They yeah, are they were, little. If they weren't fully clothed, they would be terrifying. Well, are they? Uh, they are they are fully they? clothed though, because they they are shirtless except for Smurfette who is pantsless. Yeah, a lot of those guys are blasting their pecs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. One lady can hold them. Uh, coming in at number eight. Um, Two hardened criminals get into trouble with the U.S. Border Patrol after meeting with a Mexican drug lord. And then revelations start to unfold. I don't think the biblical revelations. I think personal revelations about their deeds. Behold, a pale horse. (laughs) Once upon a time in Mexico. No, it is not. Um, This stars Denzel Washington and Mark Wahlberg. Okay. If you uh, say hmm. so. <laughs> I bet that, that was an intense off. Yeah. <clears throat> it's called Two Guns. <laughs> not oh. one gun, not three guns, two guns. Dos guns. Um, all right, no points awarded for that. At number seven, um, a man ascends from college dropout to one of the most revered creative entrepreneurs of the 20th century. Hmm. Starring Ashton Kutchner. Oh, Jobs? Jobs. Yes, Jobs. (laughs) Jobs. (laughs) Nine to five. Steve Jobs versus Odd Jobs. Who wins? (laughs) (laughs) Odd Jobs. Um, Yeah, Odd 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 Job. Odd Job. (laughs) Because he's just a little weird. <laughs> he's, 
that's all. Yeah. <laughs> don't uh, don't think about the mechanics of a razor sharp hat. <laughs> yeah. And uh, how when he goes into like a four star restaurant and has to check his hat, he's like, "Be very careful. You could very. cut your fingers off." Um, number six this week. In order to s- restore their dying safe haven, the s- son of a god and his friends embark on a quest to oh, stop... Oh, is this one it- of those Percy Jackson movies? It, it is. <laughs> one of them Percy Jacksons, yes. <laughs> yeah, give me one of them Percy's. I don't um, want one of them Harry Potters. Give me one of them Percy Jacksons. That's exactly... Yeah. Um, is it part two? Uh, it's it's Sea of Monsters. I don't know which one it was. Okay. Jude read them all. He was right in the demographic for those when they were coming out. Um, he insists they're actually um, a better uh, um, version of the whole Harry Potter kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Um, that's number six. Coming in at number five... Following the heroics of a superhero, other citizens are inspired to become mass crusaders. Kick ass, too. Yes, indeed. Opening at number five. Huh. Ouch. It did not open well. Um, at number four, a crop dusting plane. There's no way to do this without <laughs> with a with a fear of heights. <laughs> Lives okay. his dream of competing in a famous around-the-world aerial race. Planes? <laughs> yes, planes. There is no way to describe it. A, a movie about an anthropomorphic plane without giving it away. <laughs> um, yeah, the I don't know what... That, that was terrible. I actually did see that because, you know... Kids. Kids, but um, it was, it was really terrible. Um, number three... In the year 2154, the very wealthy live on a man-made space station while the rest of the population resides on a ruined Earth. This is that Matt Damon movie, right? Yeah, um, made Elysium? by... Uh, yep, Elysium. Yeah. By uh, what's his, what's his face? Uh, District 9 to oh. Neil Blomkamp. Blomkamp. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> you know, I think, uh, I think that... Uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, Jeff Bezos is is he's already made his first moves towards getting that space station going. That's exactly right. Um, <laughs> it is. It, yeah. it is. Uh, number two this week: a veteran pot dealer creates a fake family as part of his plan to move a huge shipment of weed into the U.S. from Mexico. <laughs> veteran. What was that? That's uh, Jason Sudeikis and yeah. Jennifer Aniston, right? Yeah, yep. Exactly. I um, can't think of the name. It's not RV. That was a Rob <laughs> Oh, God, yeah. Um, It's We're the Millers. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> and number one this week at the box office. Opening at number one. As... <laughs> Okay, you guys will get extra points if you guess the full title of this because I think at least one of you may get the popular title. 
As Cecil Gaines serves eight presidents during his tenure at the White House, a, the civil rights movement, Vietnam, and other major events affect this man. The butler. Lee Daniels, the butler. Boom! Josh gets some Daniel yeah. points. <laughs> you get a damn Daniel. <laughs> I'm sorry I referenced damn Daniel. I feel bad. <laughs> This is a safe place. Uh, and that is our box office top 10 for the week. Um, that brings us to the uh, character and comic book background. Al, Al Weber, you, sir, feel free to tell us, <laughs> enlighten us, and educate us. All right. Well, uh, I didn't write anything down. Uh, a couple nights ago, I read <laughs> through Kick-Ass 2. Uh, the graphic novel. Um, uh, not a ton to say that isn't said in this movie. Um, the The movie actually follows uh, the graphic novel pretty well. Like there's, um, a, there are a ton of lines that are used that are taken straight from from the comic. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a ton of uh, shots that are taken straight from the comic. Um, a couple of minor details. Um, and this goes back to the first kick-ass. Um, so Dave and Katie Duma uh, never hooked up mm. in the comics. Um, oh, he he was, he was pretending to be gay to uh, get closer to her and um, he, when he told her that he was not gay, um, I think she punched him and then, <laughs> uh, later sent, that same uh, thing happens to me all the time, <laughs> later sent him photos of her blowing some other dude yeah. on via cell phone. Um, <laughs> Thank you. By, by cellular telephone technology, Al. <laughs> by yes. Wells Fargo Telegraph. Um, in Kick-Ass 2, uh, Dave still has the hots for Katie, um, but it never comes to be. Um, Katie was actually the one who was involved in the rape scene in the neighborhood. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's not what I was. Um, where the toxic megacons came and shot up the entire neighborhood before going to Katie's house. Um, because in the first book, Dave was being tortured and um, admitted, like, he just said a bunch of stuff that he doesn't even remember. He, said he would have said anything. <laughs> it probably led on that he liked Katie and so Red Mist now the motherfucker knew that. Um, in Kick-Ass 2, there was no uh, love story arc between okay. any of them. I, I Okay. Um, I, would, I would hazard that in this movie there was no love story arc either. Yeah, well, there, wasn't there was a couple moments tacked on here and there. Sure, but there were uh, there were no Dave didn't get any action in the right. book. <laughs> gotcha. Well, Matthew Vaughn, shall I say he he's the writer, right? Nope, of the comic. Oh, 
Mark Mark Miller. Oh, Mark Miller. That's right. Proceed. Um, uh, what was? God damn it. Um, Dave didn't get any action. Yes, Dave didn't get any action. Oh, um, and the the time jump. Um, Kickass two took place pretty quickly after Kickass one. Uh, whereas in this movie, it's like three years, a three year difference. Is it really? I because it doesn't seem so, like it. I not I, in this no. I remember. I'm pretty sure she said in the first movie that she was 12, and now she's 15. Okay. Oh. Um. Uh. So that at least. I well. So but Dave's other, still in high school. <laughs> I guess three. It could be. Yeah, he's a senior. All right. I mean, uh, I could be wrong, but I, it, it would seem it's if there was a three-year difference in the movie storyline. If they, if that's what they're claiming, it's it's really weird. Yeah, they don't um, handle it. It well. doesn't make sense. No, it's terrible. And one hundred percent, they did it because Chloe Grace Moritz hit puberty. Is <laughs> what yeah. in between the films? That's why. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She seems like she just sort of started living with Marcus. No. That doesn't seem like a three-year situation. Narratively, you know I mean? it feels like maybe a, a month or two later. Yeah, they're trying to make it work. Um, in the comics, I don't think there was a character named Black Death nor Genghis Carnage. <laughs> uh, Mother Russia was in the comics. Yeah. Um, there were... Uh, the tumor was new to the movie, um, but sort of based on... <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, they all were. They all the toxic megacons were there, but uh, I think, <laughs> and you were there. And you were there. That. I was waiting. Uh, but uh, Mother Russia was the only named character, the only character name that came directly from the comic book. So I, I um, would just like to tally. Al now has two, <laughs> two, two cunts. Oh, I have one now. <laughs> Mega. Um. So yeah, uh, but plot-wise, uh, it it followed the 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 book pretty well. I think there there are going to be some times uh, while we're talking about it that I'll just point out what happened in the book as opposed to here. Okay, exciting. <clears throat> that works. That's yeah, that'll be fun. So all right, well, thanks, Al. Um, that's going to bring us to the film production itself. Um, so this movie was not. Um, was produ- Matthew Vaughn came back to, as a producer, but he did not direct or write this one. This was written and directed by Jeff Wadlow, who, um, who Je- Jeff, <laughs> who has saggy balls. Yeah. Jeff Wadlow, who is the uh, nephew of Katie Couric. Um, Interesting. He, yeah, he seems to be a rich kid who decided to go to film school. So, oh, the, yeah, shocking! I know. Rare. <laughs> that nepotism would play a part in Hollywood. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. His uh, filmography is pretty, pretty unremarkable. Um, this is uh, probably the biggest thing he did. Um, he did something called Cry Wolf as his premiere. He wrote and directed it. Um, he directed something called Never Back Down prior to this. Um, afterwards, he did the true memoirs of an international assassin, uh, 2020 fantasy Island, which was a Bloomhouse joint. 
Um, and uh, he, we will actually do another of his films that he wrote. He didn't direct it, but uh, which is Bloodshot, uh, which came out last year. It was the last film released pre-COVID, the last major motion picture released prior to COVID. Wow. Um, starring Vin Diesel. So <laughs> look forward to that one in about uh, eight or nine months. Um, so nothing nothing too remarkable to talk about with Jeff Wadlow. Um, this movie, they started uh, production on it about a year after the first one. It's kind of strange that there was such a long, long wait to really get going on it. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, there's, there's not a whole lot interesting to talk about with the production. Um, they basically decided to make it and then they did, um, (laughs) yeah. Brad Pitt produced these, right? Or is that a different Brad Pitt? Um, (laughs) I don't have Brad Pitt on the production list. I thought I saw his name in the trailer. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I could be wrong. He's not listed as a producer in in my notes here. The other Brad Pitt was laid a miserable life. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've got Aaron Taylor Johnson back as Dave slash Kickass. I was really... Uh, it it would have been interesting if uh, What's-His-Face, the other Quicksilver, had come back again. Um, yeah, um, which Evan Peters. Evan Peters. Yeah, if Evan Peters had come back again, because then they would have one would have been kick ass, the other would have been ass kicker, and they both were quick. I don't know. Yeah, they were in the first one together. Yeah, yeah, totally. They recast that character, unless it's supposed to be a different friend. I didn't check to see if it, Todd was the name of the character in the first film. Oh, that's a good so uh, Brad Pitt did, in fact, he was in fact a producer on this film. Okay, where yeah. he wasn't listed on IMDb, well, and the first kick ass. I imagine mm-hmm. that uh, at I imagine it was probably not a lot of hands-on work from Brad on this one. No, probably not. <laughs> yeah, no, probably probably not. Threw, threw some money at it. Yeah. Exactly. Um all right, so we got Christopher Mintz Plass back as Chris D'Amico slash the motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be rolling my eyes a lot when I talk about the names of the characters, honestly, because it feels so like edgy. Well, yeah, I tried so hard that. and got yeah. so far, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> um, uh, Chloe Grace Moritz is back as Mindy McCready slash Hit Girl. Clark Duke is back as Marty. This time he gets an alter ego battle guy. Uh, Morris Chestnut is back as uh, Marcus Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim Carrey joins the cast. We have spoken of Jim Carrey a number of times. Mr. Donald Faison is Dr. Gravity, uh, best known as Turk from Scrubs. Um, John Leguizamo as Javier. Like Johnny Legs. Like, what yeah. was he doing in this movie? Yes. Oh, he was making it better. I yeah. mean, yes, but also, it, like, his five minutes of screen time. Well, I felt like he had more. But um, I don't think he did. He was a likable character. He was in four scenes. Um, he gave. Uh, he was there to give um, Chris someone to talk to. Well, I know it's weird that John Leguizamo agreed to play this role. Is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I well, understand why I the mean, character exists. 
the majority of his role is calling out the misogyny and like racism. The racism. Of, yeah. 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 I think it's very on brand for John Leguizamo. Um, he was also him. there to. He was also there to be fridged. Um, oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. We got Augustus Prue taking over the job of Todd. I'm assuming that Evan Peters played Todd previously. I don't know if it's supposed to be the same character or not. It seems like it. I think so. Um, I think so, too. Augustus, same hairdo. Augustus Prue. Oh, he was the kid from About a Boy. Huh. Um, oh, no. Wasn't he? That's Nicholas Ho. Oh, yeah, you're right. Who was He was the in Beast. About a Boy, though. Oh, he played Ollie okay. in About a Boy. Okay. All right. Um, oh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, after this, he would go on to be in the Borgias for a while. Um, then he was in... I did a bunch of TV, it looks like. Um, Klondike. Um, oh, he was in Prison Break for eight episodes. Um, oh, he's, <laughs> he's been in The Morning Show. It's that Apple TV show. Is this Todd still? This No, no. The, yeah, Todd. Todd. Oh. Um, so Augustus Peru. Yeah, so yeah, he gets to work. Good for him. Um, and we've got oh, we've got so many people in our cast here. Um, no, we don't. <laughs> Garrett Brown. Let's grab a few. Is back. Ian Glenn as Ralph D'Amico. Um, Lindy Booth as Night Bitch. Oh, uh, Uncle Ralph. He's um Bruce Wayne on Titans. Oh, the yeah. HBO oh. show. Um, Robert. What's his face from Game of Thrones? What was his name? Oh, was it oh. Mormont? Yeah, Mormont. Yeah. I thought that was him. I thought that was him. Yeah. Um. Uh. Okay. I'll, the, I'll go with the more notables here because we got Daniel Kaluuya as Black Death. Like, what the hell was he doing? Oscar winner? Right. Oh, him. Yeah. 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 I mean, this was what uh, almost ten years ago. It was like, his very early career, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I don't know and if I if I took if I got this script, I'd be in it. Especially oh. to be a villain, this <laughs> would be such a fun movie to be like, oh, I'm yeah, I'm a named bad guy in this stupid ass movie. Sure, yeah. Well, and fun. he actually got kind of a cool costume with like the yeah, uh, whole death head face and everything. Yeah, yeah. And um, he had some funny some funny lines. I I I really appreciated him in this movie. Same. Yeah. Um yeah. No, he was he was kind of a highlight of the film for me. Yeah. Um All right. So then we got uh Tom Wu was Genghis Carnage. Um we got uh Benedict Wong as Mr. Kim. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh I know I know that Daniel Kaluuya and uh Benedict Wong were in Marvel movies. Was uh the, the Genghis what's his name? Uh, Tom Wu. Tom Wu. Was he in a Marvel movie? He, he seems familiar. I, I've probably seen him in a ton of action movies. Well, he was in so. Batman Begins. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's Is he John Woo's brother? <laughs> um, let's see. Shanghai Nights. Um, Batman Begins. Uh, ooh. Skyfall. Oh. Hmm. Um, and, yeah. Oh, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, so, I don't know. A bunch of action <laughs> movies, but no... He, no, he, no comic no books. MCU. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, that's the, that, that pretty much rounds out our important cast there. Um, and, uh, honestly, well, um, I guess one quote has night bitch been in much who she, Oh, night bitch. Um, not a ton. Um, let's see. Lindy Booth. 
Um, she was, uh, she, she was Riley Grant on the famous Jet Jackson, the Disney Channel series. Oh, oh but of course. Yeah. Um, and she's been in that TNT series, The Librarians, for a while. Um, okay. let's, uh, oh, she was the, Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead movie. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. huh. uh, Wrong Turn, that Eliza Dushku. Um, oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that was yeah. a good movie. Um yeah, that's, you know, she, that's those are her biggest biggest uh, right. things. So, um, yeah, that's about it for the cast um, and production. Um, the tagline for this movie is "You can't fight your destiny." Hmm. Yeah. Um, and um, I've been uh, I'm 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 uh, starting to uh. Since I noticed IMDb's awards section on the IMDb app, I'm integrating the awards. Uh, this one won award. Any guesses? Uh-huh. What? Not not what the award was, but even what the awards. awards Costuming. It was. Was it a Razzie? It was not a Razzie. Was it an uh, MTV Movie Award? And was it for that fucking kiss? Because I will burn this motherfucker to no the it was not for the kiss because i hated that so much and we'll get to that but yeah uh, um, um it was for summer's biggest teen badass chloe grace moritz took it home. okay good at least she she won but was it an mtv movie award it was yeah it was mtv okay. movie award yeah um this movie has 32 percent on rotten tomatoes steven writes the greatest sequel ever and like 10 exclamation points <laughs> Five stars. Uh, Derp H writes, really, really terrible. It's not even worth explaining why. Frowny face. (laughs) Reply from Steven. Fuck you. (laughs) Right. Steven should check out like Empire Strikes Back or like Godfather 2 or The Dark Knight. uh, Spider-Man 2. Like the list goes on and on. Uh, um, So, all right. That is it, guys. You about ready to jump into the movie itself? Watch me enjoy life. Game on, cocksuckers. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Al is really bringing it. Family show. <laughs> Here we go. This is. Oh, now it's a family show. <laughs> I got called out. What did I say? Shit. <laughs> we're, we're, we're rated explicit on iTunes. Don't worry. <laughs> curse. It doesn't matter. I Don't worry, kids. Matter. Your parents will explain what all these words mean. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. Josh, what you said was, I give myself prizes every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I made a masturbation joke. That's right. <laughs> Here we <Yeah>. go. <laughs> At least yours involves two people. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Is that better or worse? <laughs> I prefer it. Well, but... I mean, okay, yes. I mean... <laughs> but I'll do it by myself. <laughs> I'm sure, as a preference. <laughs> Uh, all right, this is Kick-Ass 2. We open on New York City. Hit girl, Mindy, and Kick-Ass Dave are practicing getting shot in a callback to the first movie. Yeah, so just quick, much like Gotham, New York City, why did they choose to clean up these? It's an insurmountable task. You're never going to clean up New York. You're never going to clean up Gotham. <laughs> There's 12 million go people. Places. Right? There's 12 million people. How can you clean that yeah. up? <laughs> yeah. You so can... It's just like, I don't know, go to Poughkeepsie or something. Well, and like, where do the, are, <laughs> are they in Pittsburgh. Brooklyn or Queens? Like, I'm not even sure what borough they're supposed to be in, but. 
Well, and then they're outside of Manhattan. I think they're in Jersey where Chris lives. Yeah. No, no. He moved to Long Island. Okay. They oh, mentioned that's right. specifically he's in Long Island. Or, yes, yes. But yeah. but they they are in the city. Hit Girl and or Dave and Mindy live live in one of the more suburban type boroughs. Yeah, Queens maybe. Yeah, but um, yeah. So all right, then we flash back a little, maybe a few weeks or a month. I don't know. Uh, Mindy is still living with her dad's old partner Marcus. She's skipping school every day behind his back to continue her training. So yeah, this feels weird because it feels like this is still a very new relationship and not three years later. Agreed. Yeah. Um, if she's been doing this for three years, she's been getting away with it for three years. Yeah. And she gets caught up in the... All of a sudden, yeah. Yeah. Um, I I did get a chance to look up look it up. Um, she was supposed to be 11 in the first movie. So this is supposed to be four years later? There is no way that um, yeah. that Dave was uh, like a thirteen year old in the first movie. Yeah, he's still in high school, and yeah, three years living with Marcus, and he, that's their he dynamic. seemed fifteen or he was driving. Well, he was driving in that first movie. He had to have been sixteen. Yeah, because <laughs> um, he's very above board. Well, no, but I'm saying like <laughs> no, I agree with you. I agree with you. Plus, I mean, I, what, maybe there was a maybe they fell prey to the uh, the blip. <laughs> yeah, Thanos is snap. Um, yeah, I would. I mean, yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Let's see, he was he was twenty years old when they shot the first movie. He would have been twenty three when they did this one. So, um, I mean, there's he was definitely playing in the first movie. The um. Dave is like about 16, 17 16 years old. 16 I'd buy. Yeah. yeah. But there yeah. Uh, yeah, the time the time jump in this is is really really muddled and unbelievable. Um <laughs> maybe Mindy was in superhero foster care for <laughs> 3 years. <laughs> she finally went to Marcus. Uh um so yeah, anyways, uh she's skipping school every day behind Marcus's back to continue her training. Dave has given up the superhero life, but he gets bored. And uh, after seeing a bunch of new superheroes taking up the cause, he decides to go back into the business. Uh, yeah. He convinces Mindy to help him train. We get a montage of that. Yeah, which he never, that never came up in three years. I, we'll let the three year thing go. But yeah. We have to like, because. He never it's, went to her. <laughs> they never talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we have to let the three three to four year thing go. Yeah, we do because it's right. otherwise That's it's dope. ridiculous. Their their ages squashed like one hundred percent. Like there there is some time lost there, um, because at like Brian was talking about with the kiss and everything, things get real fucking icky if they're not suddenly only two years apart. Yeah, well, and I mean conversationally, it's implied that he is an adult. By his friends, that, but he's still in high school. Is he eighteen? I mean, you can you can and, be, you can be eighteen and still be in high yes. school. Yes, you can be oh, for sure. if it's your senior year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I looked it up. He was supposed to be sixteen in the first movie. Okay, so yeah. maybe he got held back uh, because he <laughs> got so brutally injured in that first movie. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Anyway. All right, so um. 
Then uh, we catch up with Chris, formerly the Red Mist. His mother's moved them out to Long Island to protect him, and she dies in a freak tanning bed accident. <laughs> I wish that he, I wish that anal beads had come back, like as a weapon or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, not I as in my mind myself saying that. Not just with. Yeah, I'd come back into vogue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fashionable in American society. They've never gone out of fashion. I don't know ben what Wong. circles you guys run in. I, those yeah. were some pretty hardcore anal beads, by the way. They were like the yeah. size of like ping pong balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So Mindy has to lie about, to Marcus about Wait, what. Uh, it, just really quick on the while we're on the bondage gear. Does we actually mean, haven't gotten to it yet, we but okay. haven't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. I'll save my thoughts. Oh, on my that bad. For later. Yeah, all right. Yeah. At this point, just the mom died in a tanning bed. We're not to the bondage yet. Um, <laughs> Mindy has to lie to Marcus about why she skipped school. She says it's because she likes Dave, and Marcus tells her to stay away from that boy. <laughs> I hate. I hate it. I hated, hey, I all, I was going to kind of save it, but I hated, 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 hated the weird little um, crush romance thing between Mindy and Dave. It was yucky and bad and should not it have been there. It is absolutely unnecessary regardless of their age difference. Yeah, it was totally that, unnecessary. That was not their relationship. Feels like a studio note because mm-hmm. yeah. they don't. Yes, uh, as noted, uh, not included in the, the book. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is it, not necessary. That was it an executive. No sense. It is gross it's at every super, moment. Super fucking gross, and I hated it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, all right. Um. Then we cut back to Chris. We, oh, just sorry. before that, uh, we were introduced to the last resort, a vial oh, yeah. of unknown liquid yeah. known as the last resort. Yeah, literally. I kind of. Yeah, I kind of check out syringe. Yeah. yeah, I skipped over the whole last resort thing because the payoff was so lame. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are two syringes. Okay. Yeah, no, there no, were. No. This movie was a masterclass in setting things up and not paying them off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so man, anal beads—that's what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, should have been a th- rule of threes, right? Right. Right. Um. Yeah. So then. Uh. Yeah. We cut back to Chris. He finds his mom's sex gear and his dad's guns, and makes so, some bad decisions. Wait. Th- those were his mother's guns. I thought those were his given by his father or inherited yeah. by. Yeah. Y- your mom had a sweet set of guns, and he goes, "My mom just dies." No. No. But then he brings. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't. Um, they don't even leave anything to oh. the imagination. He actually says. Says, don't talk about her tits that way. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. We get the joke. You don't have to explain it. Yeah, um, so my, my my comment about the, the bondage gear, um, does that mean that mom was a dom and dad was a sub? Well, mm-hmm. I I was thinking that. <laughs> well, yes, yes, that is that is true. Um, okay. Because um, Javier thought they were mom's guns. They turned out to be dad's guns. Mm. And the so the suit, I assumed, was also dad's. Oh. Oh. Okay. I didn't think of that. I mean, it does fit Chris pretty well. And if mom's guns, quote unquote guns, uh, were as uh, common, commentable as, as they were, well, yeah, that wouldn't have fit him. Isn't, totally. ah. isn't a vinyl suit sort of form-fitting? Like, 
And I'm not saying it would have breast cones, but it would have that. It would have extra. some space for the breasts yeah. at yeah. least. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Those you, you you've got to have those uh those tailored. <laughs> you can't <laughs> that buy that off, off the rack. rack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was I a got it at Ross. <laughs> <laughs> and it smells perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, people don't come inside this <laughs> thing that has no holes in it. <laughs> with, with the anal beads, he went to Jared. <laughs> 24 carats studded. Oh. Um, so all right. Dave and Mindy go out and take out a gang of muggers. But uh Yeah, so pimps ruined that look for everyone. <laughs> they really did. It was you know, it was just an everyday kind of nineteen seventies look. <laughs> a giant chinchilla coat and a what? fucking sporty hat. Did she go shopping for him to dress him like a pip because she thought it was funny? Or because that was how you bait criminals on the street? In 2013. Maybe yeah. um, maybe Big Daddy had a closet of disguises or something. Because, yeah, she shows up like with shopping bags. Also, this is just, I'm going to put this out there. This is the first like time we see her like out in the wild, right? Like in her element, crime fighting. Yeah. And she has yeah. shopping bags. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah. I, I hate the fucking mean girlization of this movie. Like, I don't know what else to call it. Yeah, no, like, it's very much. She went shopping for this gig. No, there's nothing in them. Yeah, there's nothing in this. I don't think so. I, I think no, it's, I, a, it's to make no. him even more attractive. To no, he years. looks he looks in them and is like, oh, it's and takes the pimp clothing out of it. Yeah, yeah. She right. bought him That's the pimp clothing. Like she went out. Like I'm going to go shopping. Like I don't know. I just I hate the idea of like a teenage girl needs to go shopping for a good time. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the tropey, like like girly girlness, like of the yeah. mean girls. Like it's it's super. That was an expensive coat he's wearing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um. So all right. Um. Yeah, uh, they get spotted by the cops. Marcus gets word on the cop radio <laughs> that the cop girl, radio. KCOP. <laughs> all hits all the time. <laughs> um, and Mark, <laughs> Marcus uh, catches Mindy trying to sneak back in after the fight or you know, she tries to pull a Ferris Bueller, but he pulls the covers off her. Mm. Um, she promises him that she's not going to fight crime anymore and will be a normal teenager. Next day, she tells Dave she's done. He tries to convince her to keep up the superhero lifestyle, but they're overheard by Dave's <laughs> girlfriend. Lifestyle. <laughs> Who thinks? The jet set crowd. Yeah. Uh, Dave's girlfriend thinks he was cheating on her with Mindy so she breaks up with him so that we can get her out of the movie real quick because the plot doesn't involve her yeah yeah she must have had some other job or something lined up <laughs> on set be in this movie like they're oh, like oh, can oh, you oh. just come down for one day at least you know we'll give you a hundred grand yeah, I, I mean, think they were trying to mess around with three different love interests and it blew up in their face I mean, it really would have made more sense for her to remain the love interest and them to attack her than than Night Bitch because or, uh, because yeah. later on, and this drove me insane when he's like, 
beating up Chris, and he's like, this is for Night Bitch. It was like, Night Bitch is downstairs beating up people. <laughs> like, you don't have to avenge her. Yeah. She's with you now. She said hi. Um, but Night Bitch would have been the most tolerable love interest situation. Yeah. If you ask me. Definitely not Mindy. Katie, oh, for a sequel, oh. that makes sense. They would... Katie so would have been fine. This, would have made more or sense. Or just not have her in the movie because she didn't go to high school for seven years. drives me nuts with the way that they like, like where the line is drawn with the female characters mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Night Bitch, as we'll get to later, is it's implied that she's <laughs> raped. You know, yeah. we don't that see it. What? That she's raped. Um, but having them rape his teenage high school girlfriend is a bridge too far. Yeah. And, and that's what happened in the book. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it wasn't, and she wasn't even his girlfriend in the book. Yeah. He was just it. sweet on her. Right. And, and mother. That. It, it would have made a lot more sense narratively for it to be Katie, but I can understand why a major motion picture studio didn't want to include the rape of an underage teenage character <laughs> in their yeah. film. Can we say that word that much on YouTube? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah. So, all right. Um, but it, it also, the movie suffers narratively from it because it's it like. It does? Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. So many opportunities for there to be stakes for yeah. kick ass. And they don't, they don't pay those off. No, yeah, they, at all. Oh, God. They, there's a gazillion things in this that they set up and then don't pay off. What the hell is up with Uncle Ralph for one scene? Yeah. <laughs> that goes nowhere. Um. <laughs> Well, it's supposedly his call to action. That's what, but yeah, exactly. But then like Uncle Ralph's just still dude? in jail controlling the family apparently. And but yeah. he doesn't do anything. Yeah. They do, he doesn't kill off Uncle Ralph. Like Uncle Ralph yeah. still is there at the end of the movie. <laughs> like yeah. they, he should have wound up in the same jail block as him or something. Something. At the end. Or kill yeah. him off. Do something. There's like... Do something, yeah. anything. He, he could have gotten revenge for Javier. He could have gotten yeah. revenge on Uncle Ralph. Yeah, if we'd had a scene of him killing Uncle Ralph off, if he had ended up at the end in Uncle Ralph's cell block, like Brian said, like there's a million, like there's a number of ways you can pay off that character existing. Or they have a Thanksgiving and they don't invite Uncle Ralph. <laughs> yes. That's devastating. Uh, so, all right. Um, Let's see. So Chris, meanwhile, puts on his mother's old bondage gear to become a supervillain known as the motherfucker. But is that his mother's bondage gear? Just putting that out there. Right. I had assumed it was. I hadn't thought about it like Al did. So um, I had been assuming he was wearing his mother's bondage gear while calling himself the motherfucker (laughs) in a very, very confusing thing for a teenage boy. Yeah. Confusing time. Yeah. Um, In a young man's life. <laughs> when you wear your mother's deciding his villain name. Yeah. <laughs> While wearing your mother's sex clothes. <laughs> young men are villain. All right. All clothes are sex clothes. I mean. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> or they have the potential to be. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Um, so, all right. Dave starts <laughs> patrolling as kick-ass again. This time he uh, hooks up with another hero named Dr. Gravity. They beat up a couple guys. Dr. Gravity tells him he's in contact with other heroes who are forming a team. Mean- um, this this guy was from the book um, and the, the scene. Um, he's pretending to be a physics professor who created 
his uh, he called it a gravity stick, I think, in the book. <laughs> in the movie, just it's just a um, zero G device, but in both, it's just a bat wrapped in tinfoil. Yeah, yeah. With until it isn't accoutrement. Yeah, until <laughs> until it does actually stuff. have like things that come poking out of it, and yeah. yeah. But uh, he did a great job. Oh yeah, Faison. yeah. I like yeah. I, I like Donald Faison. He's he's yeah. He's very charming and fun. Um, so uh, <laughs> you guys should hang out with him sometime. I know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I want to date him. I just said he's, he's good in this. Uh, all right. So um, <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Chris dresses up and robs a bodega as his first act of villainy. Um, trying to get publicity. Yes, to get but publicity, there are no yeah. cameras. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> streaming. Security it. cameras. Yeah, and I love the tip from the old man. Like you're holding <laughs> that gun wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna kick back into your face. He calls him Gandalf. Get on the floor, Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's hilariously offensive. It's not always funny, but he's hilariously. Offensive. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel like Christopher Mintz-Plass was going for it in a way a lot of the other actors weren't. Yeah, that's true. Um, so he was, he was there to play. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Dave goes to the meeting uh, of superheroes, which is run by Colonel Stars and Stripes, an ex-mob enforcer turned born-again Christian. We also meet Night Bitch. Um, <laughs> Working on my Night Bitch. Who instantly has a connection with Dave. Um, battle guy who's actually Dave's best friend, Marty. The biggest laugh of the movie for me was when Marty was like, Yeah, my parents were killed outside of an opera house. On their way from an opera. And, yeah. And it's totally. And they maxed out their credit cards yeah. <laughs> on porn. On porn. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that Dave is a celebrity in these circles. I, I thought that yeah. was fun. Everybody yeah. being like enamored by his presence, you yeah. know? And and normally it's show and not tell, but I liked the sharing of the origin stories in that fashion. And then we were done with them. Yeah. 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 Honestly, the other superheroes I found super boring. Yeah. Like, like that couple. That's just, that's sad as fuck. <laughs> but yeah, what were they doing? They were I, looking for their son, I think. I yeah. like how, how sad it was, though. It made it funny because it yeah. seemed so out of place in this quirky group of people. You're like, oh. I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thing. And it's yeah. very much like the, the family that, well, I mean, like we've seen that so many times in media, the family that, um, that, uh, has the missing child and they wear the shirts and they go on TV all the time. And it's the only thing like it envelops their lives as it would be. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're, they're powerless to do anything. Mm-hmm. So they run around with weird. What are those things on their heads? What, yeah, what is that the master now? very interesting. She just is that an, a bit. Is that an M? <laughs> but yeah, like when they that... were gearing up, it finally occurred to this couple to put like bricks in the bag <laughs> and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they've just been strolling the streets. I don't I don't know if we if it I if it was said I didn't hear it. Um this couple was collectively known as remembering Tommy. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And they were credited as Tommy's mom and Tommy's dad. <laughs> yeah. It's so Jesus. sad. Yeah. It's we also we also met Insect Man. Yes, yep. we did. Yes. Um, and they they were all also from the comics. Uh, remembering Tommy looked less like a suburban couple with a thing on their head and jogging suits. More, <laughs> more like a 
I don't know, Thor and Lady Thor okay. <laughs> kind of thing. Oh, yeah, um, the headdress. Insects see. Man looks a lot like Venom, but with the symbol on his face. Okay. So right. he's like a black suit, and he, he did wear a mask in the book. Mm. Um, and uh, Colonel Stars and Stripes were two people, uh, brothers. Oh. Uh, there was, uh, I think it was Colonel Stars and uh, Sergeant Stripes or something, but they were both uh, former mobsters, ex-mafia. Mm. Okay. Um, I, I can see why trimming it down. Yeah, there were a lot of characters. Would work for a movie. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Jim, Jim Carrey, Carrey doesn't need a sidekick. Yeah. yeah. No, he doesn't. He was so un-Jim Carrey-like in this film. Like, really, but, any veteran character actor could have played that part. And unnecessarily, like, not Jim Carrey. Yeah. It would have been great if he had been more, or less serious, I guess. Yeah. He had know. some funny lines. I, I, I liked him all right. He was yeah. fine. I mean, he wasn't terrible. He was, yeah. He, just, he was underutilized, I think. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, so, all right. Uh, let's see. Meanwhile, Mindy um, is, uh, oh, goes to a uh, slumber party with the popular girls. This is apparently arranged by Marcus because there's nothing better than going to a slumber party that was arranged by your parents. That you weren't invited this, to by the kids. This makes zero sense whatsoever. She has no agency at all. She is sent to spend the night with some girls from school. Yeah, mean yeah. girls. And like, falls into their girl trap. Yeah. I, the, the trappings uh, of being a, uh, a high school girl. I was going to say, all things, yeah. I've fallen into a number of girl traps over the years. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was not in the comics um a lot of the when we saw mindy before she went back to being hit girl uh she was she would have friends over and they would barely talk to her while she was um playing on the computer you know and just sort of zoning out paying attention to their justin bieber bullshit like um but not really Mm -hmm. hearing but not listening um just sort of numb inside um, and also in the book, she was still 11 or 12. I was just going to um, add to that. You know, we've talked about the weird age, but yeah, that scene is showing us her awakening. Yeah. Her, her sexual, sexual awakening. awakening. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's because yeah. of and a boy goes, band. Right. Yeah. And she goes from that to kissing Dave. Cause mm-hmm. even hit girl can't past. resist the charms of union J. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- this Not is so you. frustrating. Uh, again, like stealing the agency from her character completely. Yeah, like yeah. she she could be like, oh yeah, no, I have a great time when I'm out there kicking the shit out of people. But no, it's like it, these soft teenage boys. This is what I like, and I didn't right. know it all along. I didn't. Know. All all girls are like this, and it's like, well, yeah, every human being is inherently sexual. Not to sexualized children or anything like that but they are talking (laughs) they are sexualizing a room full of teenage girls it's yeah absolutely frustrating thing um yeah well right and And they're 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 implying that's the first time she got that tingly feeling yeah and it's just so insulting like no matter how hardcore she is as hit girl she's still a young lady and 
Yeah, it's just bizarre. Yeah, bizarre. this is here. Watch this video. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. Okay. <laughs> and adopted dad sends her to this situation so that we can watch the situation unfold. Yeah. Yeah. The whole. What? Well. Yeah. It's it's gross. This whole thing is gross and it's weird. And. And it starts the never been kissed storyline. Yes. Yes. Which, Which is, is unnecessary. why she's willing to go with <laughs> Gross. whatever his name is. Yeah. Yes. Because, I mean, all right. Th- there's a place for girls discovering, there's teenage girls discovering the sexuality. That's a legitimate story that can be told. Yeah. In the right yeah, place. As a movie. Under the right yeah, hands. You, yeah. Right. You don't do it in three minutes and then just at the end of the movie, she's a fully realized sexual person. Yeah, exactly. Um, like what uh you know um what was that um um what was that movie that came out like late la- early last year before it was like basically super bad with girls um Oh. Um oh what was the name of that? Was Melissa McCarthy? Uh, I don't think she was in it. Um okay. Um Oh. I mean, I'm thinking Moxie, but that's totally no. That, it wasn't that. Moxie. Oh, it Sucker was, Punch, not Sucker Punch. <laughs> no, no, no. That was uh, um. Okay, um, it'll bug me, but I'll come up with it off air so we don't pause everything. Andrea says Booksmart. Booksmart. Thank you. Right there in the chat. Thank you, Andrea. Um, I should start putting Andrea's chat up here, so so we could just <laughs> look. So, uh, Refer to yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Um. Uh, Anyways, um, yeah, that was a great movie about teenage girls' sexual awakening told in a realistic but, um, but, <laughs> but like, you know, like tender and interesting manner by a female filmmaker. But, um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Beverly Olivia, Cleary. Olivia Munn. <laughs> I think Olivia Munn did that one, actually. Um, mm. but, uh, yeah, um, this, this, Kick-Ass 2, this is awful. Just awful. I mean, Brian's right. It takes away her, she's such a badass from the second the movie starts and then the first one. And then, yeah, they just reduce her to, I want yeah. my first kiss. Yeah. I. Th- there are ways for this to add to her character into the movie, but it absolutely takes away so much. I mean, this, yeah. the moment that this happened in the movie, I was like, the fuck are we even doing here? Why is this it happening? It feels like studio notes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's 100% studio notes and it's gross. Yeah. It is so gross. It's like this will get teenage boys into the movie or something. I don't even know what their intention was with it. Uh, yeah. It's frustrating to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it, it's thematically just completely off from everything else in the movie too. Um, oh, and there are other moments that are just as bad, but this one, yeah, mm-hmm. is the beginning of the bad signs for this movie. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Um, then, uh, back in school, Todd, Dave, and Mar- Todd, Dave and Marty's best friend, feels alienated from them, and the popular girls convince Mindy to join the varsity dance squad. Chris is training and recruiting thugs to be in a super villain gang. This is when he's getting beat up by a. Uh, uh, Daniel Kaluuya. And Chuck Liddell's there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Uh, at the dance squad tryouts, Mindy uses her fighting skills to wow the crowd. <laughs> Did you fight a lot of ninjas? 
<laughs> I don't. Do you think in New York City? Um, but that's what she pictured. Back at the gym, this is when Chris decides he doesn't need to learn how to fight. He just needs to pay a bunch of people to fight mm-hmm. for him. And yeah. he recruits the guy that was just beating him up, calls him Black Death, and mm-hmm. Javier's line, I love, whoa, don't you think that's just a little bit incredibly racist? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, so, um, yeah. Yeah, no, John Leguizamo was definitely one of the better parts of the first half of this movie. Uh, I agree. I this the this is the first time that we comment on the like the overt racism in the movie. Just because you make a racist joke and you point out that it's racist, it doesn't make it okay. No, it doesn't make it less. Racist, it's still yeah. a racist <laughs> joke. Yes, unless you are like, like, like you can't. Not everything can be blazing saddles. You can't. Like, yeah, good point. Well, Arch- and he says the, archetypes, but yeah, and blazing saddles was different because it had Cleavon little yes making these jokes you know not christopher mint's blessing yeah yes. not fucking mclovin uh um so all right in then um let's see uh there's a montage then of oh yeah yeah i forgot the head popular girl feels all threatened by uh by mindy's dance skills that's the point um, where she decides to like betray her i think which was uh, it was just cool that she just visualized a fighting routine. Yeah, uh, she's sure. like four four guys and yeah, the, I didn't the four ninjas. I didn't especially. <laughs> I didn't especially like how the action was shot in any of the scenes in this. Like the first film had like very interesting action that felt very grounded. Yeah. I mean, and that's the, I, I guess that's the difference between Matthew Vaughn and this dude as far Waddle. as like directoring goes, uh, directoring. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, it makes me wonder if they had the same fight choreographers or if they lost those people. Um, I don't even know if it was the choreography. I think it was just the shooting of the action. Yeah. I think it was the, the filming and the editing. Like it just wasn't on par with the first film. Yeah. This idea is so cool. In its own in its own way, but the execution was so poorly done. Mm-hmm. You mean the cheer tryout? Yeah, yeah. Her, her. Yeah, it, her if that was in a different dancing. movie, yeah. If that was in a different movie, it'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, or or if it had but been it, edited it, differently, it just felt weird. It didn't it didn't achieve the goal that they wanted. To no, do. it felt like, very flat for me personally. Like yeah. very flat. the cheering. The cheering at the end didn't make any sense. Well, it's because like, they were cutting too much between her dressed as hit girl and her not so that you never yeah. really got a sense of her doing anything cool. Because yeah. it, it didn't cut. it didn't look like dancing. No, except when no. she was Gymnastic. doing flips and stuff. Um, that was cool. But then it just looked like she was punch dancing. Yeah. Also, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, just, I also want to comment on again, like the we song did last summer. That was played prior to her dancing, kick dancing thing. Yeah, the explainers. Look, no, I'm kidding. That well, no, that teenage girl like twerking before mm. twerking was cool. Yeah, uh-huh. pop your pussy. That is, they are yeah. over fucking sexualizing yet another teenager in this movie. Yes, they are. And, yeah, all those and slowly focusing on some teenage girl's ass mm-hmm. and boobies. Like, 
Yeah. Like it is way over the fucking top. Like there are ways really- to do this exact thing and not have it be fucking gross. Yeah. Well, and at this point, Mean Girl doesn't need motivation, right? You know, in pop no, culture. No, she's Mean Girl. They don't even need to. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. don't even need to justify if, it. If you're going to go for a more grounded movie where you have motivation for the Mean Girl, then mm-hmm. Kick-Ass 2 is not the place to do that because no one in this movie right. had any legitimate motivation except for maybe Christopher Mintz-Platt. Yeah, yeah. Bazookas are not yeah. accidents. Yeah. Upon Upon <laughs> thinking about it, um, I, I think Brooke was trying to set Mindy up to fail at the dance trials. Oh, she definitely Probably. was. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, there's no altruism um, in that. But there, so but there are she less was, gross ways for the movie to do that. Sure. So right. she was already motivated to take this girl down. Now she's just extra. Motivated. Right. I think she thought it was just going to be easy to do. Yeah, yeah and based then, on pop culture, that's my understanding of cheerleading. Yeah. <laughs> this <And> is vicious. <laughs> it's it's weird to me that Mindy is played as clueless to this because she's not competing with what's the other girl's name? Mean Brooke. girl, Brooke. Yeah, she's Brooke. not competing with Brooke. She is competing with her fear of being accepted by the group. Mm-hmm. Right, Brooke's like, already varsity. She's just trying to get on. Yeah, yeah, she's not like she's not like Brooks a bitch. I'm going to show this girl. She's like, oh, I'm embarrassed. I'm in front of people. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's weird characterization. Like she should be on to the fact that Brooke is a bitch to her. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. She's clueless be. to this fact. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Fish out of water. So, all right. So then we get a montage of the super team training, designing a logo, helping people. Night bitch and Dave hook up in the bathroom. At super, soup kitchens. Yes, volunteering at soup kitchens. I think that Colonel Stars and Stripes should have adopted all of them and <laughs> made them his ward. <laughs> I was so I was a little confused <laughs> at a certain point because um, tell us um, he when he was commanding his dog he would Eisenhower. say Schwartz. No, he said Schwanz. Schwanz. Okay, that's better. I thought he was saying Schwartz, which is German for black. I did at first. So I was like, oh, no, is he racist? No, but we all know that um, German shepherds don't speak English. So (laughs) they're German. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes that's better. That's better. Oftentimes, uh, like military working dogs are trained in in like Dutch or German because Hmm. American criminals don't speak English. Right. Or so only somebody people. else can't command. Yeah. Yeah. You can't huh. be like, stop, sit. Because they're really well trained and they'll stop or sit if given the right command. Huh. Uh, I'm just going to learn, Eisenhower I'm just gonna learn was, Dutch and German yeah. now before I do a crime. Use the word <laughs> weeks and you, you're, you're 50 50. I think that's the Dutch word for like stop and sit. <laughs> I had a buddy who was a dog handler and he would always tell his dog weeks. Oh, yes. All right. I'm going to keep that in mind the next time I rob a bank. Um, Yeah, if you're running from the top. I meant if I ever rob a bank, which I won't. Um, In in school, Dave is still trying to convince Mindy to join the team, but she refuses. And to uh, piss Dave off, she arranges a date with a jock named Simon. (laughs) Okay. She fell into her own trap? Yes. So yeah, yeah. Hey guy, take me on a date, right? So that guy must have gone to Brooke and been like, "Hey, hey, hey." She asks, "I'm going on a date with her. Should we set her up to be right. terribly humiliated right. in a 1980s yeah. style teen way?" 
Well, right? and this, he didn't seem like he was going to approach her. No. And this is the one moment where we get to see Hit Girl have some choice. Yeah. And of course, mm-hmm. her choice is to make the guy that she's friends with or whatever, we'll get there, feel jealous. Jealous, yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to make you jealous because I am a actuated, fully activated woman. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of changes real fast. Um, oh, someone I wanted to point out about Colonel Stars and Stripes. Um, don't ever use or point an unloaded gun at anyone, folks at home. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> unloaded. It may be threatening at first, <laughs> but if the other person... Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's a terrible idea. I Have, thought it was going to be rubber bullets or something, which right on, he doesn't want to kill people. But. Right, but an unloaded gun is just useless. Well, I yeah, love that we... Should ne- if you're going to own one, it should never... Worse than <laughs> I, useless. I this, yeah. this is something that, yeah, that definitely comes full circle in an entertaining way, because it is yeah, the it stupidest does. thing ever. If you're going to point a gun at somebody, you should be pointing it at them to use it. Yeah. It's well, too yeah. late. You should be yeah. prepared to use it, and not having bullets in it is like... That's like well, number one. I'm not a brand- doctor... Brandishing an empty gun is as illegal as brandishing a loaded weapon. Well, that's true. Yeah. You know, like still assault. And also you're just asking to get shot by another person with a gun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have a paperweight. You're nothing more than a baby Lord (laughs) that can throw the gun. (laughs) (laughs) Just cocks it and throws it. Uh, All right. So meanwhile, uh, Dave's father is getting suspicious of Dave's nighttime activities. Also, Dave's father is jacked. Yes. Suddenly, yeah. for no reason. Well, I, I think the reason is so that he could be confused for whatever. But. I don't know. Kickass is clearly not a forty-five-year-old guy. Yeah, I know that, and you know that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was pretty buff. Yeah, because he's working in a coal mine. Yeah, I don't remember him being that jacked the first movie. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Although I don't he even know. on a couch the entire time. I don't even know if that's the same actor. Honestly, I didn't check. I think it, I is. Think it is. Yeah. Is? yeah. Okay. Um, so then the team does a raid on a human trafficking ring. Um, also, I'm not used to seeing Benedict Wong with hair. Oh, I mm-hmm. loved him in this. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was. Um. So Chris gets angry when he hears about the trafficking ring thing, but uh, John Leguizamo tells him most of the city's criminals are too scared of Chris's uncle Ralph, who's now head of the crime family, running the business from jail to join up with his team. But Javier and Chris then immediately find a bunch of villains to join up with him. Yeah. Yeah, he recruits them. Yeah, pays them. You know, that's what Lex Luthor would do and the Kingpin would do. Yeah, but everybody's too afraid of the uncle to join him, and then they just do. They just join Good him. Point. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like the uncle thing is like make is makes it's not paid off in any way whatsoever. Yeah, it's unrelated. Could have been totally out. <laughs> there's yeah, other than killing, other than fridging Javier, there's no reason for the uncle to exist in this movie at all. Right, and anybody else almost could have. Killed Javier. What if if Kickass or Colonel Colonel Stars and Stripes right. had done it? It would have been so much more, um, like like thematically oh, yeah. important. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So much uh, more. Real. Go ahead, Al. Uh, re- real quick. Um, before they hit the um prostitution ring poker game, 
Uh, when <laughs> bingo night, uh, Kickass shouts "Justice Forever" from the rooftop. That was like a full page um, uh, panel, mm. uh, first page from I think the second uh, issue of Kickass Two. And I just looked up uh, Schwanz in German. It means tail. Okay. All right. That's much better because I really thought he was being racist. <laughs> like, tra- yeah. All right. Um, so, all right. Then. Um, no, I thought the same thing. I actually looked for clues around the like headquarters to yeah. see if there was like a Confederate yeah. flag or anything like that. But <laughs> no, he was definitely stars and stripes. And yeah. Anyway. He kept his racist views close to his chest. Right. <laughs> like I mean, most men his age. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that that was unclear is bad right. filmmaking. It's yeah. True. Eisenhower's uh, a badass name, though. Right? Yeah, that's a great Mike name. Was a dog. Dog. Oh, yeah. He was a tough motherfucker. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Uh, then Todd tries to join the team, but Marty and Dave make fun of him because he tries to name himself Ass Kicker. Yeah, why can't Todd and, party with those guys? They're being total dicks. They yeah. are. And he, he dresses like a reverse kick ass. It's it's yeah, yeah it's like a reverse Yellow flash kind green. of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Um so Todd storms off. Uh Mindy goes on her date with the no, jock. I sorry, Ginger. I have it perfect. Todd should have been the name taker. Because you gotta <laughs> kick ass and take names. There you go. Um, so I right, never understood why. I guess there's follow up paperwork to be done. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to register as an LLC. Kick ass and take names. Sorry, what was your name again? Or they could have split kick ass down the middle, and you know, we could have had kick, and he could have been ass. ass. There you go. <laughs> uh, to- ass man. Together, <laughs> they form kick ass. Yeah. Um, all right. So Mindy goes on her date with the jock. He just drives her into the woods where the popular girls are waiting. They tell her she'll never be accepted and leave her there to walk home alone. She is a fucking ninja. How does she get this deep into the forest without being like, all right, motherfucker, pull over the car now, or I'm making you pull over the car. And And how far did they have to drive? That's what I was wondering, because they're from like Queens. Where are the woods? (laughs) Yeah, those are the Pine Barrens in New Jersey. But she did. She wouldn't have to murder them, but she could have kicked all of their asses without. It revealing that she's hit girl or whatever. They already saw her in that like dance fight routine. Yeah. <laughs> she should have just be- beaten the shit out of every little high school. And then like right then. broken their cars and driven one of their cars into town or something like yeah. that would yep. have been a better conclusion to this scene. Instead, she like sad Hulk hitchhikes back into town. <laughs> Total Bill Bixby. <laughs> <Yes>. vibes. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Um, she goes to Dave's house, cries on his shoulder, and he makes her feel better. She decides to... Get, yeah, it was gross. It was gross. Well, and it would have been okay if it had just been a not... If it wasn't for that kiss at the end, and if it wasn't for the moment where they're training where she gets all like hot and bothered over his naked torso. When he takes his fucking shirt off in the alleyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. If like it wasn't Patrick for those shots, like it would have been a very brotherly, sisterly, like would have been fine. It would have been fine. should have been the relationship, yes. Um, So, all right. She teaches him how to fight. He teaches her how to care. Yeah, well, and he could tell her, like, I (laughs) have been a loser my entire fucking life. The only thing that makes me cool is working with you. Boom, done. Not romantic. You're cooler than you think you are. Yeah. 
that would have been yeah. fine. Like they should have a close touching relationship like that. Making it sexual is gross. Um, so, all right. She decides to get revenge. So she dresses sexy and finds them in the cafeteria where she just gives like a thousand bucks to some random geek girl. Well, so the that, next girl that they're trying to their next victim and they're trying to convince her that she needs to make a sex tape. Right. But why does she need like handing her a wad of cash? And she's like, oh, yes, this makes a lot of sense. Hand me a wad of cash. She says, um, you don't need them to dress like them. Yeah. Right. Well, Here, here's a yeah, lot of cash. I, Go buy some clothes. Yeah, right. You don't that, have to feel inadequate. It's something that I appreciate. But is the cash is the cash what this girl was missing, or was it confidence? Well, just to buy herself a nice dress, because you look if you look good, you feel good, kind of thing. It was what right. I was taking away from that. And yeah, I broads love a new dress. It was a really cute dress. Just saying yeah, that looked, it was a yeah. cute dress. Oh, it yeah. was not uh, because they could have gone any number of directions with her showing up to this table like, "Hey, sluts, I'm sluttier than you," kind of thing. Yeah, they like, could have done like, that. That's true. Like it could have been a very short skirt and like you know the cashmere <laughs> sweater with a low cut kind of thing. Sure. Like I was really happy that I'm like, oh, okay, cool. It's not that revealing. It's cute colors. It it looks nice. Yeah, that was the one thing in this whole fucked up Mean Girls thing where I was like, oh, it is. It's a cute dress. I like she, the colors. Yeah, she should have been like, jokes on you. I f- <laughs> fucked a bear. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm sorry. That, that would have been refreshingly out of left field. Jokes <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> on you. <laughs> I'm still trying to process how that gets back at them. <laughs> yeah, because she never got her first kiss or okay. make out session. <laughs> but no. <laughs> you know, real quick, before I had seen The Revenant, um, Jerry Wagner and our friend Swede and I, I mean, Al was there, but may, had convinced me that the bear fucks Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> They're like, you see it in the trailer. He's like on his stomach and the bear comes up. Uh, they had me believe in it. <laughs> oh my God. There's a very intimate relationship with that bear. <laughs> the Hugh Glass story. <laughs> All right, so um, she she employs a device that makes all the mean girls projectile vomit. Daddy which, called it the six stick, yeah. which never gets used again. Nope, yeah. nope, no, it no, no. Back. That uh, is a thing. That's uh, not a movie. What's his face? Uh, Marty Todd. uses it. Todd? Oh, Todd. Oh, Todd yeah, uses it to save Marty. That's right. That's right. Uh, I mean, but you'd think that she'd carry this thing around and yeah. use this. You know, to be like, ah, I don't want to kill these guys. They're just the diarrhea wand. wand. Yeah, I would always have it. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I would get to the front of the line at Walgreens. And just wanna, <laughs> I would misuse it. Uh, but yeah, it was I, disgusting. She looked, uh, they, it was a little much. like a soft serve machine. It was a little yeah. much, yeah. Yeah, it's one thing to have it coming out the front. It's a whole other thing to have it coming out the back at the and same time. And that even grosses me. It's so funny. Like, the most violent thing I can sit there and watch, but puking, I have to kind of turn my yeah, head. Yeah, it gets like, to oh, me, it's too. it's just too visceral. Yeah. It's so gross. Yeah. Gets to me, too, for sure. Then um, this is like the exorcist on ecstasy, kind of like way <laughs> over the top. The ecstasy exorcist. The exorcist. Stay hydrated. She's not possessed. She just the devil is out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right. Um, 
Chris uh, wait, wait, no. So, yeah, Chris. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So, meanwhile, Dave's father finds Kickass's stuff. They get into a big fight. Um, then Chris goes to visit his uncle Ralph in prison, who warns him off from trying to control the family business by killing Javier. But it just makes Chris more determined to be a supervillain. And then we never hear from Uncle Ralph again. Which doesn't make any sense. No. I'm going to kill your butler. He's not his butler, but for the joke's sake. So that you don't become a criminal? What? Well, he kind of says he's like, Javier should have known better. Like, Javier should have stopped you. Uncle so, Ralph yeah, so says. I guess Ralph knows Javier. Yeah. I think he's been the, you know, the he's, he's guy less Friday a, to these mobsters. Yeah, he's he's a lieutenant, I guess. And we just don't see that aspect of his life at yeah. any moment. No. Yeah, but I mean, also, like, <laughs> what the fuck is up with Uncle Ralph? He just disappears. <laughs> Uh, so, all right, um, Chris, Chris and his gang find the Justice Forever team's hideout. Only Colonel Stars and Stripes is there. They kill him and bust up the place. So Mother Russia is played by Dolph Lundgren, right? (laughs) It wasn't, uh, was it? His sister. Oh, Nick, um, what's her name? Brigitte Nielsen. Brigitte Nielsen, yeah, that was it. The Flavor Flaves lady. Yeah. <laughs> Love interest. That's uh, who that is? No, no I, it wasn't no, played no, by her, no. but it just looked like yeah, her. No. Oh, my she God. Probably an say. actual bodybuilder. Yeah. There was a thing from the comic that I'm glad they didn't do here. Um, they decapitate Colonel Stars and the dog. And uh, to be funny, uh, they put the dog's head oh. onto Colonel Stars' body uh, tied up in a chair, and that's how the cops find them. Ooh, Jesus. That is rough. Uh, and I, am I, I wrong? Like the, the, the subversion of, like, I'm not that evil. Yeah, I'm not going to kill his dog. Head off. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, that was... I, I, I appreciated the not killing the dog. Yes. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, all right. Uh, Mindy sees a news report of what happened, wants to go fight. I'm Mark- sorry, they reveal themselves as the toxic mega cunts. Yes, they did. Yes. Yes, they, they sure did. <laughs> they sure enough did. Um, yeah, so Mindy. Um, Javier had a, another good line when they were coming up with the names for the, the characters way back um, when he calls her Mother Russia he's, and uh, he says, Wait a minute, motherfucker, mother Russia in the same crew? That doesn't yep. work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two, two mothers in one crew? That doesn't work. Yeah, oh. which is, I guess, a callback to the scene with Todd. Cut out the racist stereotypes. Oh, the they're archetypes. They're yeah, archetypes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I don't think you know what that means. <laughs> so, all right. Mindy sees a news report of what happened, wants to fight, but Marcus wants her to let the police deal with it. Then the remainder of the superhero team meets up. They're all scared. They want to give up the superhero life. They realize Night Bitch isn't there. So we cut to the villain team in a suburban neighborhood where they find Night Bitch at home. They rough her up. Um, maybe rape her. Uh, take her. Take out. I, I, no, I mean, it's it's implied that they rape her. I think her. so. Yeah. He yeah. is sitting there. So. He, he is flaccid and cannot get it up and they take the time for him to work himself up. Uh, uh, do they? I think he just can't 
he just can't. And then he says, he tells after she has her quip, he just says, mess her up. That's true. I, I think it was implied that they were going to rape her, but he wasn't able to. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I, That's what I, I think. I think that this was yeah not clear enough for it to be well, and they played it for laughs too. Mm-hmm. Like even even playing his inability to to perform uh, for laughs was just too much. This this shit's not funny. No, <laughs> no, it yeah. is not. No, no. Um, I don't. I don't think they were trying to imply that she was raped in the movie. In the book, she it was Katie, not Night Bitch. Right. Um, and she was raped by at least three people. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, but, you know, definitely that dude, if nothing else, the tumor seems like the kind of guy that would. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. It's all brutal. Yeah. So, all right. They also take out a whole bunch of cops, uh, mostly Mother Russia. Um, and Chris gets so revved up from the experience, he puts out word that he wants every thug in the city to join him. Al, am I correct in the comic? Did Mother Russia just have pasties? On her uh, you are not correct. Um, Thank you. No, there must be a different comic. More shirt. Form. Um, you're thinking of um, The Dark Knight Returns. Oh, you're right. The, yes. the big burly woman had the pasty swastika. <gasps> That's right. The, the swastika <laughs> right. pasties. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Frank Miller. Um, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, right? That fucking all right. dude. All right. So um, because of all this, the police start taking down every masked vigilante they can find, even the heroes. They arrive at Dave's house, but Dave's not there, man. Instead, <laughs> his dad tells <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Instead, his dad tells them that he's kick-ass and they arrest him. I feel like this scene or this like plot point just fucks the whole thing up. Like this is a trope that's done in a bunch of, yeah, it's another muddled catch the good guys as well as the bad guys. It doesn't Mm. matter. They're wearing masks. They're vigilantes arrested. He tells his lawyers like, I wasn't saying I was the kick ass. I was just saying I'm kick ass. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, and they say like, they can't, they they never charge me with the crime. They have to let me out the next by tomorrow. And it's like, is that how that works? You can't just well, yes, twenty four well, hours. And, and, and so the police, the police of something like says he says we'll detain them all. So they're just detaining people. They're not even because well, they wear masks. Them. There's probably quite a process. You know, they have to identify them. No, seriously, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. they wear masks. In in my mind, this is a great moment for Ian Glenn's the Uncle Ralph character. To, to interject into the storyline that just didn't happen. This would have been where he would have fit. I thought when the dad went into jail, I thought that's where it was going. Like, he was going to do something. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, meanwhile, um, Dave visits Night Bitch in the hospital, and <laughs> <laughs> she Sorry. kind of breaks up with him, I guess. Dave finds out that his dad got arrested and calls Mindy, but she won't help. He visits his dad in jail. His dad tells him he's protecting Dave. Not to worry. They'll have to let him go in the morning. His dad's like, there's a crazy motherfucker named Ralph in here. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Chris has a new supervillain lair with a shark tank. Todd is there, and he accidentally reveals to him that Kickass's real identity. Can't keep the, a great white in captivity. 
the Shark Tank was a funny gag in the comic. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny in this until the end. Mm-hmm. Um, because the shark is just dead. Yes, yeah. that shark like, would be dead. They, they have to keep moving. They allude to it in this, but there's uh, the second scene with the shark that's coming up. Um, they're saying like, oh, maybe we put the wrong water in. It's like, no, no, it's the right water. The internet says it's supposed to be in fresh water. Um, oh. Which we all know to be not true. Yeah. But uh, the internet told them so. Um, yeah, that's right. This, it's uh, like Tracy Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. I need you to go down to this octopus auction. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right. So then um, Chris has Dave's father murdered in his cell. At his dad's funeral, the other heroes show uh, show up to show their respect, but they're not willing to go after Chris. They. It, yeah. It was not super clear that they killed his dad until he like collapsed on the floor when he got a text message. Yeah. Which was weird to me because you'd think you would do like, like killing people in jail is a thing that happens in dozens and dozens of movies. And it's very clear when it happens. Well, and he got his origin story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like he was like, wow, you guys all have these intense motivations, but you're right. They sort of ignored that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just happened. Yeah, so um, they kidnap at the uh, oh, at the at the funeral uh, when all the the rest of Justice Forever show up. Mm-hmm. They mentioned that they're out on parole. Yes, parole. But, but they, like Kickass, had committed no crime. Yes, and parole is what happens after you serve your sentence, and right. then you get released. They would not be and- out on parole like two well, days I think later that they were they were playing that as the joke that they didn't understand what had happened to them in jail but it was still st- stupid execution of that if that was the joke um wow. and actually the same line was in the comic okay well it was so, a bad yeah, it's, it's that goes back to the source because his dad even was not in the process of a crime no. there was right you know yeah. what i mean like i have a kick-ass outfit other people do too, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. What could they have charged him with? Well, Vigilantia? and we see that. That's pretty specific. You got to meet some parameters. We see that in the first movie. That's actually a plot point in the first movie is they people are selling kick-ass costumes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, yeah. Well, but like right. some of the other ones, like the only crimes they're able to find, like, like they can't find crimes that those, like the... Dr. Gravity, what crime can they charge him with? The only thing the police know he did was give meals to homeless people. Yeah. Right. Well, you can be arrested for giving meals to homeless people. <sighs> Fuck the USA. Yeah. God damn it. Right? Yeah. It, you in can't Tucson. do that in this park. Yeah, it happens here all the time. <laughs> Pima County, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can it's illegal to give water to uh to uh um undocumented yeah. uh, you know. You have to lock up your dumpsters, mm-hmm. you know, let oh. produce rot. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. No, no. Companies will fire you for giving unused food to a homeless person rather than throwing it in the dumpster. If you right. are an employee of them. Yeah. Um, all right. So, um, Dave gets, uh, kidnapped because there's a bunch of 
Chris's gang hanging out pretending to be mourners and there's a bunch of cops. This was a really busy funeral. I've been to a few funerals. It's usually just the family, the preacher and the casket. What a comic book trope though. The scene at the funeral. Did did this happen in the comics this way, Al? It did. Yes. Um, The cops, uh, the cops showed the cops were there because they thought something was going to go down, which it did. All right. Again, Um, not made clear in the film. Yeah. Well, they, they say that, that like the cops are here because something might happen. But mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I missed that. Uh, that was part of Dave's uh, inner monologue. All right. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, the toxic mega cunts show up and blow up. <laughs> well, they actually blow up a they bunch of That's five for you, Al. Coffins. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're leading the pack by far. <laughs> That's their name. Um, so yes, uh, this all happens in the comic. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. This, this is basically, very lazy. basically just like so, this. Yeah. All right. So but they, it was raining, huh? Men? No. Was it I raining men? It okay. <laughs> all right. So they kidnap Dave, throw him in the van, um, as Chris wants revenge on Dave for killing his dad. Mindy jumps on top of the van and she takes out all the thugs and rescues Dave in a big driving action set piece. This van shootout is incredible. I yeah, love this. Pretty cool. Scene. It was a good scene. It was a good set piece. Absolutely. Yeah. And this also was almost a shot for shot from the comic, um, including the her shooting blind into the top of the van and being able to hit all of the guys inside. I that. Yeah, yeah. And not yeah. Dave. Yeah. Right. Um, with pinpoint accuracy. <laughs> yes. Um, with her, her predator heat vision, the van swerving, her grabbing the bullet holes, uh, yeah, came yeah. from the book. Uh, the dude who fell and got run over by the car, yep, um, went under the tire. Uh, yeah, it was almost shot. So shot. all, just all the cool- around like a little spider monkey, just <laughs> into that window. Yeah. So all of the, the way uh, she moves around the van is incredible. Yeah. So you're saying all the cool stuff from this scene was from the comic book. Yeah, except for the the dude that was hanging onto the door that she climbed up. Mm. Um, that that was a new addition. Um, yeah, in the book, she just threw that guy out the window and jumped in. Mm. Crawling on the guy's body, I thought was incredible. That was cool. Yeah, that was, that was it. Was very uh, very Raiders of the Lost Darky. And yes. yeah, yeah, it it went from the Matrix to Indiana Jones. Like, yeah. yeah, flip the switch. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so, all right. Um, uh, so she rescues Dave. They get the location of Chris's lair from one of his guys. It was uh, the tumor, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and they put out the word for all superheroes to join them in hitting the lair. It's like they put up, <laughs> I don't know. The, <laughs> the first movie was a lot of MySpace, and this one was a lot of un unclear internet stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, then at his hideout, Chris and his gang are partying and planning to kill kick ass and riot, destroying the city with a bunch of bombs, homemade bombs, just jars of fertilizer. Yes. Which are are not even bombs. (laughs) Did any of the bombs go off? We don't see any of these bombs be used as bombs. Well, because a jar of fertilizer isn't going to just explode on its own. (laughs) Yeah. And somebody says that to him, like you need the chemical kind of fertilizer. 
Like he just well, yeah, it'll build up methane in the jar, but it's not a lot you can do. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, kick ass and hit girl arrive just then with every superhero in town. We get the big end of the movie fight. Um, I didn't go into a lot of detail in my notes here. Hit girl kills mother Russia. Dave and Chris fight up onto the roof where Chris falls through the skylight and despite Dave trying to save him, falls into the shark tank and gets eaten. Um, I, I mean, it was fine. It was the big fight yeah, at the it end. Was what it, it, was. it wasn't anything especially. The scene was a mess. Yeah. It wasn't especially interesting. Yeah. It wasn't especially fun or cool. It was just a big, big fight. There, there no were melee. no stakes at all. Nope. No. Like, just a melee. None it was of like these the one in had Anchorman. a gun. <laughs> yeah. You know? Where are Chris's dad's guns? The only thing he shot with those were soda bottles. Right. That's a great point. And I would could have easily pulled them. Yeah, I would like to point out that Chris that they make a point of saying how bad of a fighter Chris is throughout this, like a hand to hand combatant. Like he's 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 not, he's just a teenager. Like he's not he's not tough. And Kick Ass has been training and fighting. It should right. not have been an that issue for him. Would've... He should have right. just well it. Stakes would have been much higher had he pulled out two guns and said, like, oh, I don't care how many people there are. I'm at least going to kill the two of you before we all beat these guys to death. And then and that hit villain girl thing of like, him or something, I don't have you know? that code you have. Yeah, like something. Yeah. Like, but no, instead yeah. it's just a hand-to-hand fight and somehow Chris is holding his own against this guy who's been training and fighting for months. And is killed by it a dead like, shark. It felt like the end of Blazing Saddles. It was some, like, Benny Hill shit. Yeah. It's just like... Like what's happening? Fucking chaos. That's what's happening. And the the end will be here soon enough. This needs to run its course. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's <laughs> we're just waiting for the heroes to win. That's yep. all. Yep, let's get it done. So um the heroes all flee as the cops arrive. Mindy gives Dave a ride home on her motorcycle. She tells him she's going to leave the city as she's wanted now <laughs> from all the murders. Do do they flee? Because the heroes are up on the roof. Do they have a helicopter? Yeah, that's a good point. Or parachutes? Or are there eagles waiting to take them from Mount Doom? Like, yeah, we don't actually get off the roof. (laughs) We don't see them at any point. They're donezo. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Good point. But anyways, Minnie gets Dave home on her bike somehow. <laughs> he jumped I off the love roof. the shot. I love the shot of him riding on the back of this motorcycle because he he's a big dude. Yeah, like and he is looming over her, sitting on the back of this little street bike. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, if you can read this shirt, the bitch fell off. <laughs> um, so they kiss, and she drives away. What? Yeah, kiss. So yeah, what did she say? Her line is funny, but it is not worth including. Uh, that was my first kiss, and if you say anything, I'll like rip your asshole out through your mouth or something. Yeah, I was like, oh, like that. well, that was shocking, but yeah, it was. It, that was, it was my, not worth the payoff. That was my first kiss. Be nice, or I'll rip your ass out through your mouth. Yeah, yeah. That that was a lot like my first kiss. <laughs> <laughs> not verbatim, but. <laughs> uh. Um, to be, I guess to be clear, I don't know. Um, she kissed him. 
Yes. Okay. I don't think he was. He had. I don't. He had no intention of trying to kiss her. Right. I'm pretty sure. I don't think but that makes it better. I think we're saying no. as a choice, as a narrative choice, it was lousy. Yes. I mean, I think you're right. They were, I think you're right. They were subverting the idea that in the guy, the end, the guy gets the girl, and that's right. his award, his reward for doing good. Yeah. They, want, they thought it would be a Han Leia moment or a yeah. Lois. She's donning yeah. the cape and fighting after she's retired, and as a result, she gets the cute boy. Mm-hmm. That was the intent i guess but it just is gross it's gross yeah. because of their it's relationship if it had right. been an unrelated yeah. boy that did not have this brotherly sisterly weird relationship with her and she's like oh i i get this cute boy as my boyfriend now and he's okay with me being a kick-ass awesome superhero like that would have been fine she could have a love interest but it being dave mm-hmm. yeah, it should have been todd <laughs> todd would have been hilarious and it would be funny if it was like mid battle and she just like grabs him and like sort of aggressively kisses him, throws him away. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. Uh, got my first kid. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, I think Todd would have been a better choice uh, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That he would have been yeah. a funnier, like, what? And Todd is confused this whole movie. Right. Because are most people you know? in love with the first person they kiss? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, so, all right. Then, um, Dave does some voiceover about being a real hero credits roll. He's doing one, one arm chin ups, which I've got to give, I got to give him some props for that. Oh yeah. Wow. I can't do it with two arms. I bet I couldn't do it with three. (laughs) I'll come over. We can figure it out. (laughs) Like like a three legged race. (laughs) Each of us have an arm on the bar. <laughs> but each of you only has one, and it's like, whose arm is the third arm? <laughs> what? Um, so then, after credits, there was an after credits scene. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, no. It's Chris wakes up in the hospital, missing both legs, and and his uh, dick, and his dick, and he's just wants a drink so of water. He's, Lu- he's Lieutenant Danning it now. <laughs> yep. Um, I would like to give to try to give a brief synopsis of what they did in the book um, after Mindy rescues him in the van. Okay. Okay, so they uh, torture that guy for information on where they were being taken, Mm -hmm. where Dave was being taken, which was to the headquarters. They go to the headquarters. There are like five or six guys there, um, people, and killed most of them except for one which was the character uh, who the tumor was loosely based on um, they they Sorry. get information um, at this point the uh, shark tank is blown out the shark the shark's been dead the whole time um, <laughs> they get information on what the bigger plans are which is an attack on Times Square. So they send all the, um, they send all, they call the Marcus, who sends all the cops to Times Square. Um, the toxic megacons blow up a bunch of bombs um, all over the city, which pull the police away from Times Square. And then the villains attack start attacking civilians. They're just sowing mass chaos. And they're killing civilians left and right. At oh, which okay. point, 
uh, kick-ass hit girls show up. Um, s- same sort of vibe. Just like, are you stupid? Do you really want to get killed? Um, and then they reveal that a bunch of the uh, civilians behind them are actually superheroes. They take off their civilian clothes, put on their masks. You have a big brawl in the street. Um, and then the cops are called back to Times Square. The heroes are prevailing. Um, they take care of all the villains. Um, the cops show up and start arresting all the heroes because all they see are a bunch of people in masks uh, mm-hmm. who are rioting, who are fighting in Times Square. Sure. Um, kick ass, chases, motherfucker, um, up to the top of a building. Um, he gets uh, hit with a can of nails, uh, like in the movie. Um, but then they fight a little bit, and motherfucker has to throw nails in his face. Um, he keeps, keeps, they keep fighting. Uh, motherfucker ends up going over the edge of the building and uh, is seemingly dead. Uh, Dave worries about having killed a guy, having murdered a guy. Um, and then we see that um, motherfucker is down on the ground. His neck is broken and his body's all uh, twisted, but he's still alive and begging to be taken to the hospital. I promise you, Dave, I won't tell them who you are. Um, the cops start to show up and are going to swoop in to uh, get kick-ass. Hit girl shows up, throws a bunch of smoke bombs, diverts the, takes the police on a chase um, so kick-ass can get away. And they end up um, catching her because she won't run over a dirty cop because he's got his badge. She flips her car. They catch him. She goes to jail. The end. Is there a kiss, though? No. <laughs> The doctors are like, Chris, you have a tumor. He's right over there. <laughs> uh, that's infinitely better than how this movie ended. There were Absolutely. Yes, that would have been cool. Yeah. And like so much violence, like actual violence. This violent movie yeah. ended with like cartoonish violence. Well, the, it, it did. The scene, the previous scene where they descended upon uh, the neighborhood of Katie in this night bitch, um, they killed everybody they saw before they got to her house. Mm. Yeah, they were a bunch of murdering motherfuckers. So uh, this makes me wonder if if the reason they did not do as violent against the general public of a movie is because the culture that we live in, you know, where uh, teenagers are inspired to commit violence against uh, strangers. I'm that makes sense. I'm sure that's part of it. Um, Trying to avoid responsibility for something like that happening in the future. Maybe. mm -hmm. I don't know. Once again, Hollywood like saying, "No, no, that's too violent." But have the adolescent girl kiss the guy. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, like that's. I mean, that makes sense. Well, but then also, um, I think part of it is their twenty-eight million dollar budget didn't allow for a big in the streets battle royale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Practically. They could do it in a hangar, though. <laughs> yeah, we can do it in this big empty warehouse. Exactly. And we'll get you the shark too. Oh, that that shark was 100% like just a digital background. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know it wasn't a real shark, but I don't think it was like a practical thing on <laughs> no, set. No, no, I know. No, ILM built a mechanical shark just to sit there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, right. I don't know. That's it. The only other thing I wanted to point out, and it's not even an unanswered question really, was because um, the entire movie was just questions. <laughs> That were unanswered. We went through most of the ones. But um, so at the end, when she drops Dave off, he's like, okay, see you in school. 
Dave, your dad is dead. You're just going to go back to high school. You have neither yeah. parent. You need to get a job, Dave. You're 18. Yeah. You're the man <laughs> of the house now, Davey. Someone's paying that mortgage, and it's not if your dad's dead, it's got to be you. Well, Hit Girl yeah. is still loaded from all of the Robin Hooding that her and Big Daddy did in yeah. movie one. Yeah. She has like duffel bags full of cash stashed everywhere. Which which they didn't make super clear in this film because a few times I had to remind myself of that when I was wondering how yeah. she was doing things. Yeah. But yeah. She and she can go wherever she wants. Mm-hmm. Well, she no, that gives off. her too much agency and uh, independence as a human being. Instead, she needs to live with Morris Chestnut and be told what to do, yeah. and where to go, and who yeah, to spend while time still with. M- maintaining that layer, Big Daddy's yeah. training. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, I get that she was a child. So, like, but also in this movie, she wasn't really a child in a lot of ways. Um, So, I don't know. This movie didn't know what to do with her. This movie should have focused more on her. And uh, some of these decisions could have panned out a little bit better had she been the focus of some of the story. Mm -hmm. But she was just, yeah, she was additional to the story in the in the books uh i forgot about this um big daddy was never a cop he was just a comic books collector hmm. um, ah. who was kind of crazy um and uh, hit girl's mom was still alive and was actually married to morris chestnut okay uh, to marcus so they um yeah uh big daddy kidnapped her way back in the day and then turned her into hit girl then when she after big daddy died um she went back to her family uh her mom had had a nervous breakdown after the kidnapping her coming back stabilized her um but she was told by marcus that if she did hit girl stuff again uh her mom would just lose it so that was part of the incentive of her just being normal yeah no that makes sense the mother there would have made a lot more sense than her just trying yeah. to, like i don't know this movie was all over the place um i say we keep um listing things that weren't in the movie right dinosaurs from jurassic park were not <laughs> march of the penguins was not in the middle uh yeah. they don't save any civilians that's another thing they don't save anybody uh, there's the the sex traffic workers well they oh, oh that's true they give them money that's yeah. true They're they the save only... them from being sex trafficked and give them money and send them on their way yeah. to a shelter um that's the only heroic deed really yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. You guys ready to rank the thing? Yeah. yeah. Where where do we have the first one? Pretty high, right? Um the first yeah. oh yeah, first one <laughs> is way, way higher. Um, <laughs> um I like where your head's at. Yeah. The first one uh is at number thirteen. And Thoreau has our list starting at number sixty two. I just didn't think there was any point in even Yeah, I think it's better than Green Lantern. Really? Oh, I hate Green Lantern. I don't know if it's better than Green Lantern. That's that. Uh, you know, Green Lantern was bad, but it did not make me as uncomfortable as this movie did. I hated. Hmm. I hated Green Lantern, but um, I don't know if I think it was better. I thought this movie was pretty terrible. Um, like, is this movie better ranking. than than Jumper yeah. and Condor Man? 
and Howard the Duck? I don't think this movie is better than Punisher Warzone. <laughs> Though, to be fair, I don't think Green Lantern was better than Punisher Warzone. <laughs> um, I don't know. Hulk, I think... I mean, I, I feel like it belongs somewhere in this range. If we want to go higher, then we can talk about that. <laughs> no, I'm good. Um, Al, thoughts? Uh, I don't. Wait, Kick-Ass was at 86? No, Kick-Ass was at 13. Sorry, wrong list. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the order of... That was our 86th um, movie. Yes. Is it better than okay. League? Uh, I think it's probably better than the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. That I was pretty so. terrible. And probably better than Steel. Probably better than Steel. I don't know if it was better than Batman Forever. No, that's Batman. I mean, that aside, I think the film Batman Forever. Um, You know. Is better than this? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. All right. I mean, um, Batman Forever than, wasn't good, but it was like you know it, it it wasn't as it wasn't Batman and Robin, <laughs> like like <laughs> that yet, that no. was a hot piece of garbage. Laying, Batman it Forever was laying the groundwork for it. It was, but Batman Forever was also. I I don't want to you know <laughs> we all I don't want to argue the merits of Batman Forever. <laughs> so how about uh, below that and over Steel? I like that spot. Oh yeah. All right, I get it. All right, we will put it at number seventy-nine between Batman Forever and Steel. Um, that means it is time to draw close the curtain on Kick-Ass Two and look to next week when we will be watching Thor: The Dark World. Mm. All right. Yes, Thor: The Dark. Uh, I'm World. excited. I don't remember this movie. Yeah. This is arguably the worst MCU movie. Yeah. Uh, I've seen it once, but we'll see. Um, I saw it in the theater. I remember thinking it was pretty meh, Good. but I haven't seen it since November 8th, 2013. So, um, you know, uh, I'll it'll be interesting to revisit it. Uh, I love this movie. Thor's eyebrows aren't blonde. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a plus. Yeah. Were they blonde in Avengers? I feel like they didn't. They weren't, no. were they? Yeah, that was the first time Just, where they were like, oh, this blonde eyebrow thing's not working. So they were only blonde in the first movie. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> good, good. Um, so that's it. <laughs> that's it for us this week, everybody. Thank you all for hanging out with us. Uh, this has been your host, Throw Smiley, and I'm going to be the one who goes and gets the awesome manicure. <laughs> I'm Josh Cece, and I'm going to go get high on bath salts at Logan's house. I'm Brian Lesh, and joke's on you. I fucked a bear. <laughs> yes. I'm Alaric Weber. Do we need a thin intervention? <laughs> Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>